All right, welcome aboard. Glad you are with us. Right down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN. Yeah, it, it is a circus in this radio studio today. Why? Because Linda brought her, her across the pond, her BFF, Katie Hopkins, into the studio for later in the program. And I don't know what the hell they've been doing in there all day. It looks like they've been hitting the moonshine. Just to, just to let everybody know ahead of time. I don't know what's going to happen when they finally get on the program later today. But uh, it's, this is hilarious. I mean, it, it, Jason, am I? is there any mischaracterization of me describing Linda You're Katie? slightly and, over the top. Uh, no, I'm not over the top. Yes, you are a little over the top. All right, let me ask you this. The moonshine. Has anybody opened any of the moonshine today? Well, Jason and uh, uh, Jason? other than the normal taste Jason? that we usually take before the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you know, more than normal. You know, people might interpret that to mean that, you know, if you work for me, you you, you, you kind of need moonshine to get your day going. Is that, That's sort of how I just interpreted it. Moonshine and Coke, come on. Oh, Coca-Cola. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, and, and I even hear, by the way, and Ethan has to take off yesterday because the baby, by the way, was Needed adorable. to get vaccines, yeah. Yeah, the baby gets back. Now, a kid. I didn't even get thanked for doing all that work. And so, wait, I got a question. How old is the baby now? One month. All right, month old. The baby doesn't know it's getting a shot at that age. But when the baby becomes one or two, now listen, what do I know? I'm not, you know. I, I I just you know it's it was very hard. Patrick was hard for two issues: shots and haircuts. It didn't matter that you put him in the fireman seat for the haircut either. He didn't want his haircut. It was not getting cut. There was no in between. I can tell you that. He actually uh, was pretty good with the shot. I just had to be there because uh, my wife unfortunately couldn't be there because of a scheduling conflict. So that's why I had to take off. Well, listen, I, you're welcome to have off. I mean, you you literally, by the way, don't we offer some kind of like vacation, you know? You you do. Paternity you did, leave, right? You did, but I opted because I love working here so much. I opted to, you know, make sure I'm here. No, no, no. That's like a benefit. You should take that. How much time do we are we supposed to give you off according to company policy? I, I didn't to, even look it up, honestly. By the way, we, we, what did I say to Linda when she had Liam three years ago? I said, you never have to come in ever again. You can work from home. I said, if you really, if you, if that is what's best for you and Liam and the kid, and, it, and she's like, well, you can tell me that all you want, but if I'm not here, this doesn't get done. This doesn't get done. This doesn't, you know, because she's hold a control. Hold on, hold on. I'm right in the middle she's of something. Hold on. She's a, hold control, on. She's a control freak, as we all know. <laughs> oh, that moonshine. Uh, yeah, really? Oh, my God. So um, good. Uh, I don't know what it is. So remember, Ethan, you were there, and Jason, you were there, and um, Sweet Linda Baby was there. Well, when Katie was in town, I, we, we all, as a team, Sweet Baby, you, Jason, me, uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren brought her boyfriend, fiance, Don, and- Also known as my brother. That's your brother. I know. And I got stuck sitting next to Linda at one point. And Linda, you hadn't been out since you had Did the baby. Did you just say you got stuck, stuck sitting next to me? Jason, and I had you on one side, Jason on the other side. Jason, you tell me when this was wrong. And she hit me again and again Well, Jason is sitting again. next to me now, so he's a little worried about the answer he Exactly. I mean, that's that's a big problem. Hit you love tap. I mean, you... you yeah, love you, tap. You, you, you over... 
you, you overstate things just a little okay. bit. Okay, yeah, you, you, you think your producers are drunk. She slugged down like two Cosmopolitans in 10 seconds. It's like, oh boy, here Don't we go. Don't you have your sensei punch you for fun every morning? I mean, no, come on, does, Linda no, doesn't no, hit harder on, than him. On pain day, we he I have to stand there and put my hands on my hips and let him hit my stomach as hard as he wants. And I have to take five shots. To this day, and I've been doing this now seven Maybe years. Maybe you should just invite Linda over on those days, and she could give you five shots. Yeah, it would. It, she compared to you, you know what? For free. I'll do it for free. Yeah, I got it. Okay. It's a much cheaper option. And then you guys have seen what I, we do. You've watched it when he. I have to lay up, literally put my two arms out, and he pounds on them both as hard as he can. I mean, it feels like your bone is breaking. But did you see Dan more... Bongino this morning? I didn't see it, but I heard he did uh, something jujitsu. Brazilian right? jujitsu. By the way, that's part of our. We do a, a eclectic blend of arts and Brazilian jujitsu, Krav Maga, uh, Kempo, uh, boxing, street fighting. That's what we do, with blade training, firearm training. It's basic, you know. When does the Linda pre- training start? Is that serious? at the very end when I kick no, you? Is but, that the end? But, but even Dan, and if we need to, I'll call him. By the way, he was great. I watched. I saw him this morning and yesterday on podcast. Uh, he's Bro. awesome. Um, and uh, he's done so well on TV, so well with his podcast. He's such a good guy. Um, we love Dan Bungino. And it was just great to see, uh, you know, a great person who gets, you know, opportunities. And he's a wonderful, loyal, unbelievably, incredibly gracious friend. Um, did you see that stuff with Lawrence Jones who's going to join us later? Oh, it's absolutely disgusting. I'm so disgusted. You know how angry I was on Saturday? Well, it's I a was... party of tolerance, right? Until you no, don't no, no. agree with I, them. I'm literally, I get, I get a phone call from our, from Tiffany, the producer and Porter. Who we love. Right. Wonderful people like you. Okay. So, and so they're like the TV version of you. Um, they and must I got have a, really hard. I got a call and they said, uh, listen, we need to give you a heads up. This incident just happened because Lawrence, we Lawrence is, and I've had this conversation with him many times, and you know he is a total natural rock star. Lawrence is only twenty six years old. You know, he, I mean, and he has the grace, the the poise, the humor, the the he's brilliant. He's he's got he's got it, and I make fun of him because he he's the only guy that can get away with wearing a tight purple t-shirt and look unbelievable on tv and and he and tim my brother-in-law have become best friends in this whole thing and so they go on the road together it's like they can't be they can't go out they can't not go with each other it's like ridiculous and anyway so they're in new york and then i got this story some guy i can't even say i i'm i really am so pissed off about it still it's just it's a natural anger and Lawrence, to his 26-year credit and experience, handled it like a pro. He got called horrible, vile, vicious, racist slurs by the party of love and peace. And, you know, I'll just, one was, oh, you go back to Fox and pick Cotton. And then we did get the other one on tape, uh, which is, you know, go back to Kenya. And, you know, he was raised by a mother who's a minister. I don't know if you know this part of his life. And he's a, you know, he's a really, really religious guy. And so I'm talking to both of them. By the way, Tim nearly got in the fight. He was so angry because they're so close. 
And they, you know, at the end, it didn't happen. They tried to, uh, you know, they went to the police. They had security with them, which I've always insisted on. And but I tell you, I don't even think Glenn would have been able to control Glenn would Glenn would have broke them. I mean, it was really vile. It's sad that that exists. And especially coming from the party of love, right? And the party of compassion. It's unbelievable. I think it's pretty, pretty scary, but also incredibly helpful that this person was brazen enough to do it on tape after being told he was on tape. So that means he's committed to that kind of thought. Yeah, I thought the left was supposed to. You know, it's funny, and I I say this all the time. I know that we always break things down demographically during elections. And, you know, I I used to say it's every two and four years that Republicans and conservatives are labeled racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, um, whatever phobic. And they want dirty air and water, and uh, they want children to die, and they want to throw granny over the cliff, and none of it has ever been true. But now it's like on a regular rotation. It never stops anymore. And then you go to one of these, you know, insane, extreme, radical leftist impeach Trump rallies. There were 130 of them. None of them were attended well. So anyway, we just this is what we do. We cover news that nobody else will cover. And then this whole thing goes down. And um, I, I listen, I'm still very angry about it. And uh, but I will tell you that, you know, God bless Lawrence. He handled it like a pro, and I uh, I really admired him. But you know, remember Deneen Borelli and her? We haven't had. We got to get Black Lash. Yeah, remember Deneen and Tom are also good friends. I haven't. I don't know why. Why have we not booked them recently? We need I will to have them text on. her right now and apologize. Text her. Yeah. Um. I miss them both. They're really good people, and they've been doing some great stuff. I forgot what they told me they were doing, but uh, and I know they wished me a happy Father's Day, which was really nice. You know, and she literally says in the beginning of that book, Blacklash, and this is sad. If you're black and conservative, you're an outcast. And and the most horrible things are said about African-Americans that are also conservative. Now, if you look at policy, the people that were hurt the most under Biden-Obama socialism were minorities. You know, how many times have I said 13 million more Americans, food stamps, 8 million more poverty? Lowest labor participation rate in the 70s. Disproportionately, the people most negatively impacted by socialism, by redistributionism, uh, were minorities in America. The people that have benefited the most for the Trump tax cuts. And again, what was the election about? The forgotten man and woman, the people that were on food stamps, were in poverty. You know, I can't think of a worse life if you wake up and you don't have something to do that day. As much as we whine and bitch and moan and groan about work, you know, if you think about not working, your life's going to suck. You're not going to be feeling great about yourself if you're not contributing in some way. The bottom line is we're, we're born, I believe, as human beings. You know, if you look at the word education, which I studied in high school a little bit of Latin, I'm not good at it. Uh, but it, it is rooted in the word educare, to bring forth from within. Well, what does that mean? That means it's already there. That means that every human being on the face of this earth has talent from God. You know, remember people used to get pissed off at Rush because he's a talent on loan from God. Remember he did that? And, and Now, by the way, he's, it's God's talent. And people thought he was being sacrilegious. People are so stupid. I mean, it's really, it's really hilarious. 
And anyway, but it it pre it is predicated on a belief that we all have talent. And all of a sudden you open up the economy the way the president did with tax cuts and deregulation and especially energy, which I've been harping on now for three days. I'm just telling you, there's no we can literally lift the standard of living of every American because we now have the best employment situation in this country since 1969. The Mets won the World Series. I know because I was a fanatic Mets fan as a little kid and I was little. And the point is, and I can give you the whole lineup. But the point is, 1969, record low unemployment, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment. If I didn't work as a kid, I'm telling you, I would have been I'm arrested every other day hanging out with my dopey friends. It's the best antidote for all kids to be out working. But, you know, if you, then you look at the poll numbers, demographic, why, why does the Democratic Party get that vote when all they do is... You know, they destroyed people with dependency. You know, the reason socialism sells is because they're playing on your fear. Everybody has a natural fear. They won't have a house. They won't have a place to stay. They're not going to have food, water, clothing, shelter, etc. But the government's promise, just remember, keep your doctor plan and save money. How did that work out? It was pretty crappy. All right. We got a lot of deep state news. Uh, we're going to get we got a lot of border news. President announcing today. Yep. That's it. ICE will begin removing a million plus people next week. Well, and by the way, finally, Mexico steps up and now all these crossings have stopped. Why? Not because of Mitch McConnell, Republicans in the Senate and the House. No, it was Donald Trump that said, I'm going to blast you with tariffs. Many of you saying, oh, no, we don't want protectionism. We believe in free trade. And I said, yeah, so does he. But he has to use the leverage he has, and he has to be able to act like he means it and really mean it if they don't get their act together. Mexico never used to let these migrant caravans form like this, ever. And if they want to be our partner, they have the ability to stop it, and they've got to help participate uh, in what is a huge national security issue for their partner, us. And that's where 90% of heroin comes across into the country, and we're losing 300 kids a week. That's where most of the fentanyl is coming from. Um, anyway, so they, oh, and, and Ocasio-Cortez, Speaker of the House, you know, is making the comparison of border facilities to, quote, concentration camps. Wow. And Border Patrol, age, they're furious over this because they're doing everything they can do to make everybody comfortable. The person that stopped people, quote, being detained in separation was Trump. But by the way, it was a policy of Obama and Bush before him, and nobody said a word. Anyway, Andrew Cuomo, as we speak, by the way, defied New York state voters and told pollsters they they even oppose. This is New York opposing Cuomo's plan. Now they're going to give driver's licenses to illegals in New York. But you literally have uh, most New Yorkers saying that's a dumb idea, you would think. Anyway, we have also the president's uh, immigration crackdown. You know, it's, you know, now it's a full focus. Now it's going to get handled. Now the president, again, goes it alone and wins. And I'm not sick of winning. Huge rally. We're going to check in on the ground. Lawrence Jones and Kaylee McEnany in Orlando coming up. 
All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Glad you're with us. Uh, both Kaylee McEnany and our friend Lawrence Jones are down in Orlando, and I just got an update. I mean, it's like a rock concert outside of the hall where Donald Trump, the president, is going to announce tonight is, uh, is well, announcing that he's running for re-election. You know, as I survey all of this within the Democratic Party, and I'm surveying everyone, um, and I'm watching, I, Linda, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I don't see anybody that has any charisma. None. I don't see anybody that, I mean, if Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are like the top contenders against sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe, I, I, they're doomed. I, I, I don't see, and by the way, people in the news media saying, well, Hannity is going after Joe Biden's health and speculating about it. I'm not speculating on his health. I don't know anything about his health. All I know is it looks like he has zero energy. And him mentioning in one day in Iowa, Donald Trump 76 times is not a winning strategy. Donald Trump and I are both in town today. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is. Trump, Trump, Trump's goal is simple. Donald Trump, but he's the president. Trump's tariffs. Trump, while Trump is tweeting, now he barely mentions the facts. While Trump, he doesn't even tweet about it anymore. President Trump, is this President Trump? The tax cut he passed. President Trump, Trump, his policies. Trump, he thinks Trump doesn't see it that way. Trump, what has Donald Trump done? Did he do anything? Donald Trump, his alliance with Trump, Donald Trump, the president of the United States, Trump, Trump, the president, he said, quote, and Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, no, you don't, Donald Trump. Crazy, creepy Uncle Joe. We got to get the crazy Scott Shannon voice in there, too. Um, now, it's interesting because Elizabeth Warren is sort of like trying to become the kingmaker. Again, Nancy Pelosi, speaker and name only. The people, the, the, every single presidential candidate now has, in some form or fashion, adopted Speaker Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's New Green Deal idea. And the one that was, you know, most flagrant about it in terms of, oh, I've got to do this because she's making me, was Joe Biden. I mean, $1.7 billion, another 6 $7 billion. Billion, trillion, I think, what, trillion dollars? Who knows? Crazy amounts of money. And he did it, but it's 2040 or 2050, and Ocasio-Cortez says, that's dumb. I'm not going to support you. Then she went after sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe, this time on an issue of a a flip-flop. Now, remember, he flip-flopped on the Hyde Amendment. He's been apologizing all over the place to Anita Hill. Uh, I don't know how he apologizes. Well, you can't go to a 7-Eleven unless you have a slight Indian accent or how he apologizes. Man, this is the first time an African-American is clean and articulate. You got the first. Now, that's all right. Don't play. Everyone's heard it. So, you know, I'm like, wow, the first. It's historic, man. I'd love to take him out behind the school. I mean, it's just the, he's so bad. He can't help himself. But watch Sleepy Creepy Crazy, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to see this guy has no energy. You know, I don't, you can't do that job unless you live, eat, breathe, sleep being the president. Now, there are guys that are more laid back than others. Look, George Bush was more laid back. Obama was Mr. Cool. 
And Mr. Cool, I want to know what he knew and when he knew it with the deep state and the unmaskings and the surveillance and what he knew about Loretta Lynch and the tarmac and and how Hillary Clinton violated the law. We, I'd love to know what creepy, crazy, sleepy Uncle Joe knew, too. So Ocasio-Cortez, you know, told Jonathan Carl, what did you say your favorite Jonathan Carl question was, Linda? I forgot all about this. This was cracking me up yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 Katie Jonathan. Hopkins in, no, no, interfering no, no, no. in no, the no. show already? First of all, you were First still asking all. the question. Second of all, I was drinking some moonshine. Yeah. Third of all, it was just By the way, and I don't care about that. You can drink whatever you want. Absolutely, I do better. As long as the job gets done, I don't care. Job's getting done. Here I the am doing it. I'm doing it. I wouldn't it. touch that crap that you guys drink in there. Yeah, I know. So thirsty. What was it, John? Who was the one that asked the question? Jeff Zeleny. He was oh, enchanted the CNN about the guy. enchantment. So that was the guy that I did see in Helsinki and bought drinks for, right? Well, it wasn't just him, but yeah. Okay. So a bunch of, but, I'm, but by the way, that was not be unusual behavior for me, would it? Just so no, we can be clear. No, you always do. You buy drinks for everybody. Okay. So now the thing is, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday because uh, apparently little Jimmy. You know, fake news, uh, uh, Acosta's pretty pissed off that we, and I'm going to be honest, that his team, his reps, his book reps have been begging you, begging TV to be on the show so he could peddle his fake news book, his conspiracy theory book, and tell everybody he's an egomaniac. And so he tells this story, apparently, in his stupid book that, and you remember this, I don't know, you remember things that are so unimportant. And I never remember unimportant things. And but you remember everything. You're like an elephant in terms of memory. Now, if you ask me about Reagan's record, I can tell you. If you ask me about Clinton's record, I can tell you. Bush's record, Obama's record, Trump's record. I, I've got it down. Pat, this is what matters to me. Superfluous things. You know, ask me who was on my TV show last night. I'm going to have a hard time giving you the right answer. It's just that I don't I don't think that way. That's why it's scary to think that, you know, when they interview people in the FBI or these congressional hearings and they're like, uh, now, two years ago, I'm like two years ago. I don't remember two seconds ago. Somebody's got to keep track of all this stuff. Right. So you did remember that Acosta got one thing right, that apparently we were on a bus together. Is that what it was? Well, a bus? he actually writes about it in his book. Right. So so our friend Molly Hemingway tweets out, you know how poorly written his book is from just, yeah. you know, sentences and conjugation and grammar. And is like, you know, aside from the ridiculous nature of the quote, which was that you and a couple other hosts were on this bus and, and didn't have, uh, you know, uh, the the will or the courage to come and see him in the back of the bus. And my first response was like, why does anybody have to come to you, first of all? Second of all, if you want to talk to somebody or confront them in a professional setting, then you come up and do it. I mean, that's just not the way we oh, that's behave. A, you know, I didn't think about that yesterday. I'm thinking, well, if we were on the bus and you wanted to talk to me, you're so offended you can't handle that you are fake news. But, you know, here's what he's asking. Or, no, here's what he's begging through his reps, his book reps. They're begging to be on the number one rated. And by the way, thank you to the audience. This is not like a brag thing. I, we work hard. I want to be number one, but I have to earn that every day. And I we know that. And we're on 618 of the best radio stations in the country. Thank you for listening and telling your friends about us. And we work hard. And I think we do things on this show that nobody else in media does. And we're proud of that, too. Um, yeah, of course, I call these people out. 
you know, like I saw Humpty Dumpty. What's that guy's name over at the stenographer? Humpty Jeff Zucker. Dumpty. Right. Whatever his real name is, I forget. Anyway, so, Delta. so we're at that one of these events, and I don't know, I, I was waiting for a taxi or an Uber, whatever, car, and lo and behold, I'm just sitting there on my phone. And he comes up and he goes, I just want you to know it's not personal. I'm like, huh? I just want you to know, you know, this, none of this, this is just business, not personal. And I looked at him. I said, Humpty Dumpty, write whatever you want. I don't care because I don't really read. I don't read it. And none of this stuff bothers me. One of the great advantages you have, like when I would fight Jimmy Kimmel or fight, you know, remember we were fighting Bet Midler for a while, which was funny. And we picked on Alec Baldwin. We've had a few classics over the years, but I don't tweet anymore or not much, only on special occasions because you took Twitter off my phone and you said I'm not allowed. I just know what you want to say in a nicer, more articulate fashion. So I take your words. I know what you want to say. No, and then I just put it out there for well, folks to We've changed the Twitter handle to basically be more of a news th- and information thing. We, we link to Hannity.com. We tell people the guests that are coming up. And we just do it very differently. So I didn't remember he was on the on the bus. I and I asked you, and he, you said, yeah, he was. And I'm like, well, okay, great, he was on the bus. Now, there was a guy, correct me if I'm wrong, remember a guy walked by me and said, you were a jerk to me on Hannity and Combs however many years ago. Do you remember that? I yeah, think that I was remember, the same I rem- bus. I remember you saying, who are you? <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea who the guy was. And I said, uh, who are you? I don't know who you are. And then he mentioned his name, and I still didn't know who he was. And I'm like, am I supposed to know you? I don't know. Like, uh, so, And I was telling everybody yesterday, so I go over to Geraldo's book party. Of course, there's a thousand paparazzi and media people there. Um, Geraldo's a big star. He deserves it all. But I just walk in. I just want to show loyalty to my buddy because I like Geraldo personally a lot. He's a great man, and he's done incredible work. He's been in broadcasting 50 years. And so I go in, and, and I don't know if you were there for this. I think Sweet Baby James was next to me, and this guy stops me. And he goes, Sean, Sean, hey, how are you? I said, hi. I said, do I know you? Oh, yeah, 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 it's me. Uh, And then he goes, his name's Oliver. And I'm like, okay, doesn't ring a bell. No, 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 no. You you remember me, right? And I'm like, not really. He goes, no, 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 no. What do you do? No, I work at CNN. I'm like, it came flying out of my, oh, fake news. I swear I said that. And I guess I met the guy, but I don't really have a deep recollection of it. You know, I, I, I think he writes and tweets, you know, crap about me like everybody else in the news industry. But I don't, you know, I just don't care. And so what this guy wants is he wants attention. Now, he did add something today. Did you see this? Oh, Sean Hannity won't have me on. A sh- of course, he wants to be on the number one show on cable and 618 of the best radio stations in the country. And to get a mention on the most amazing website, Hannity.com. That's your, right. He wants, Twitter he wants me to, to no. Now, I put Mark Levin on. And by the way, you know, there are a couple of radio stations that don't like it. If There's a few markets where maybe I'm on a station, he's on a competitor. But they, you know what? Our stations are really cool. They understand. And Mark wrote a really good book. And it's been number one, what, three, four weeks now in a row on the New York Times. Uh, Greg Jarrett was number one on the New York Times bestseller list for what, I think, five, six weeks, something like that. And I watched him write this book. And, I'm, you know, we have our ensemble cast, so we don't book as many 
new people as we used to because of, you know, the nature of this deep state abuse of power story. And, of course, the election coming up. And, you know, so why wouldn't why would I put on a liar? Why would I put on someone that is just an absolute liar? And he says this thing today and it was covered by Dan Abrams site, Mediaite. It's basically, you know, inside the media people. And, you know, he's trying to ratchet up. I guess he was on Hugh Hewitt's radio show. We like Hugh a lot. He was a great guy. And uh, something to the effect that, you know, uh, we're afraid to have him on. But, you know, they won't meet me in the back of the school. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. And then I asked you the question. Did he ever ask to meet me in the back of some school someplace? And what was your answer? Oh, God, I don't remember. You stopped. What do you mean you don't remember? It was that happened two hours ago. You said to me, no, I never got that request. They're just still begging to come on the TV and radio show. No, I mean, listen, it never ends. All the requests never end. Yeah, but this is a different request. If he wants to meet me in the back of the schoolyard somewhere, I don't know. I'm, I might be available for that. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's ready for that now, Sean. No, but, but, but no, don't give away our secrets. Let's just sit back and I don't know let, about all that. Let other people be stupid, and I might show up for that. I might be game. You for know that. what we should do? Actually, what? hold on a second. Grapple. I have an idea. Okay. Why don't we do a charity match? Yeah. Here's the problem. I'm not building up this guy's. No. If it's going to be, he asked behind a school. I will grant that. But if you think that, look, he can't, the problem for him is, and it's, I understand it. He's on the lowest rated cable network. You know, preliminary numbers for last night's show, I think we're at three, 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 four million people, one airing. You know, CNN can't break a million people. Why? Why? So, of course, he wants to be on. Now you're saying, well, we'll do something. No, if he wants to meet me privately and he has something he wants to say or try to do to me, I'm available. That's new. No, 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 no. Why do I, why would I build up a guy on the lowest rated case? That's shooting down. He desperately wants attention. Probably we're wrong giving it to him now. But he's such a liar. And, you know, when he said that I, you know, wouldn't wouldn't confront him i'm like no i'm not giving i no. you are on a low rated cable network with a massive ego and you can't handle the fact that nobody i will not subject my audience to your lies your fake news and your conspiracy theories and your hatred of donald trump that's why you're losing that's why we're kicking your ass every day and that's why we're not going to salvage your crappy book. If you want to sell it, sell it on fake news, CNN, the lowest rated, you know, national cable news channels. Go, go sell it there. Now, if he wants to meet me privately, you can call Linda. Have your reps call Linda. Yeah, give me a call, Jimmy. Give me a call. And call don't me. You, and don't you utter a word. You got to, which is, for you, hard to do. <laughs> Wow, Sean. I tell no, you, you're all no. hot. No, you know, I, People I, wonder why I drink right, on the job. So I, this is uh, why. Yeah, this is why I drink. I, I take that back. You know, I just don't want you, you know, to be... You know, this ca- is why you get shushed I in meetings. I, I said, all right, I'll even I apologize. I came out the wrong oh. way. All right, so you accept my apology. All right. All right.
here because I believe in democracy. And you believe the president should be impeached? I do. Why? Because he's an illegal president. He's an illegal president. Explain that for me. He was in he was in cahoots with the Russians. Why do you believe the president should be impeached? Because um, he's obstructed justice. I mean, he's committed really impeachable offenses. If there were any other president, uh, any Democratic president, any other even Republican president, he would have been impeached and thrown out of office. Do you believe the president should be impeached? No. Uh, there's been investigation after investigation. They found nothing. He's been investigated more than any other president. What crimes has he committed? He was, he was with everything with uh, uh, with Russia. Like, it, like he conned his way into the office. We've been putting up with an illegal, fake, illegally elected president for over two years. What crimes do you suspect the president has committed? Well, number one, conspiracy with the Russians, and then he covered it up like, like you can't believe it. He's, he's a criminal for a long time. Why don't you think the Democrats have brought up the articles of impeachment? That's a good question. Uh, I wish I could read Pelosi's mind, but I can't. Do you believe he's putting the country in real danger? Yes. Every day. How? Every single day. He loves our country. He's a good man. They want communism here. Well, then go to Venezuela and I'm very angry. All right, that last line, go back to Kenya was only one of a number of uh, uh, racial comments made to our friend Lawrence Jones, who's our guy on the street. He's down in Orlando today. And remember, Lawrence has been out to California, Nancy Pelosi's district, what, a couple of times, down in Los Angeles and in the streets there and the homelessness that is out of control because that idiot, Gavin Newsom, is absolutely clueless with all the money they take from the people that are all now leaving their state. I couldn't believe Mike Huckabee last night told me, by the way, if you take a U-Haul from Texas to California, it's about 400 bucks. If you take it from California to Texas, it's 1600 bucks. And I said, why is that? And he goes, because basically you're doing U-Haul a favor because everyone's leaving California. Just like New York, just like Illinois, just like New Jersey. Yeah, California's leading the way with their 13.5% income tax. Um, so I got a call on Saturday. And I'll, I'll let Lawrence speak for himself here. But Lawrence and I have become really, really close friends. And Linda will tell you this, that I, I you, you got to admit, I don't, I, I can get irritable when I'm tired, but I'm not an angry person. Um, Linda, have you not, ever seen not me? Not usually, no. No, not usually, but you, it, you were pretty mad when you heard about this. Oh, no, no, it was more than mad. It was, I was, I was, I was almost at the, the level where the media mob is every day. I was, it was, it was rage that built up in me. And I had a long talk with Lawrence and a long talk. I don't know what the heck it is, but my brother-in-law, Tim, who's worked on the show forever, um, just, you know, my sweet baby James is my other brother-in-law, but I've one on TV, one on on radio, and they both do great work. And anyway, um, so I got Tim and I got Lawrence on the phone. Now, by the way, and I did say that if you're playing golf, you want Tim. He's a scratch golfer. 
if you're going to get in a street fight, you want me, Lawrence. I should have been there. Um, but, um, you know, we've developed a very good friendship. I mean, and from my yeah. perspective, I mean, we were hanging out the Saturday together before. I'm not going to tell everybody where. They would, they'd probably no, laugh. Don't tell, don't tell them, right? <laughs> they'd laugh. Um, and what have I said to you from day one? And you're not going to like what I'm about to say because it's very complimentary. And you're going to be embarrassed. And I know that your mom's a preacher and uh, you're from Houston. Yeah. Well, you're not going to like what I'm going to say, but just suck it up. Because it's like it. all true. But I'm never going to let you get, you know, too big for your britches, as they say. And your ego is not going to get con- out of control. <laughs> because what did I? my advice to you is always listen to that mom in your, in your head. Yeah. Because your, yeah. your mom and dad and your dad is a truck driver and your mom is a, yeah. a pastor, a preacher. And yeah. I said, don't ever lose, don't ever lose what, what your wonderful parents gave you, because yeah. that's the person that I know. But yeah. r- there's very few people that have this natural gift or talent. It's, he has far more natural talent than I have ever had in TV. And he has a fearlessness about him. And he's smart as hell. And he loves being around people. And he, in other words, I keep telling him, you're going to be a huge star. Here are the pitfalls. Here are the dangers. I want to make sure you're safe. Yeah. I want to make sure you, 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 I'm going to enjoy watching this rise in your career. Have I not said all that to you? You said it. Day one. Day, Day one. And, you know, so we've developed a friendship, and I kind of feel like the older brother. Is that a fair analogy? I mean, you're, you're almost like a goddad, but okay, if you want to do the brother thing, let's let's do that. Uh, uh, really? So I'm almost like a dad. Is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I'm being you know, all, I'm being all nice to you, and you're being a jackass back to your your, your, your BFF here. I, you know, this is no one gives you more crap about you know the clothes you wear on TV than me, and you get away oh my with God, it. Do you? <laughs> all right. So you, he's smart. He's tough. He loves people, um, and he's got a natural charisma and I think it's a natural gift. So when you called Saturday, I'll let you take it from there, but it really made me very angry because yeah. I feel very protective and that's just how I feel. Yeah. You were, you were furious and you wanted to, you immediately wanted to pull me out of the field uh, for my safety. And look, we, we, we were doing it just like any report. We were across the country because there's a lot of people in the mainstream media not reporting on what's actually happening in these cities, what the American people are feeling. So we go to the, the rallies that we tend to not agree with. This was an impeach Donald Trump rally. Uh, and as we're going through the, the crowd, you know, we're trying to interview people. Uh, one of the guys said, you know, um, go back to Fox and pick cotton. The other one oh, no, said. No, slow down. I, I want people go back to Fox and yeah. pick cotton. Pick cotton. Pick cotton. Yeah, pick cotton. What a jackass. These are the liberals, right? These are people yeah. on the left. Now, to add some context, the, part of the impeachment and some of the signs that were out there was to uh, protest, quote-unquote, Trump's racism and his bigotry, all right? This, this is what they were claiming that the president was doing. And in the same breath, you have people that are at this rally telling me to go pick cotton and go back to Kenya. Um, and, you know, we, now the mainstream media knows about this. None of them are calling them out about this. They think it's totally fine. And I think we really got to have a conversation in this country. Why, why do the Democrats get away with this? It, can you imagine if a, a Trump rally people said this and the outrage? If someone said that to a CNN reporter that was black or an MSNBC reporter that was black, what would be 
the consequences for that. Meanwhile, the mainstream press has said nothing about this incident. I know they know about it because we got three point some million people that watch your show every night. Okay, so they're fully aware of what took place. There has been not one call from the mainstream press. Nobody. To figure out no, who these people are. Nobody. No, no, no. We we aired this last night. I didn't get the final ratings yet, but it's going to be about three three point four five million, I think, watching yeah. the first yeah. airing. You know. I and, and this is what really irritates me. And I, I mentioned Deneen Borelli. We've got we. I don't know why we haven't had Deneen on in a while. And, and Tom, they're friends of mine, and I like them both very much. And she wrote this book years ago, um, Blacklash. And in it, you starts out just Google my name. And she is a lovely woman. Her husband is a wonderful guy. They have the best relationship, and yeah. the most horrible things are said. And this is and this happens to every conservative that also happens mm-hmm. to be african-american and i don't like mm-hmm. it and i don't know why in this world of pcism why is that allowed because yeah. they, you're they, you're right they they pick on a 16 year old kid that's fine they'll go after kavanaugh for you know something 40 years ago but they shut their mouth about the democratic lieutenant governor in virginia you know yeah. they care about obstruction but only if it's trump but not hillary's obstruction and deletions of subpoenaed emails they're just lying hypocrites we have allowed them to call the shots for so long. And quite frankly, I'm sick of it, son, because there is a lot going on. I said this yesterday on your program. There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of issues that are affecting a brokenness in the community when it comes to the education system, the, 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 the economy within those communities. They're run by liberals, by the way, right? And the Democrats, every single year, you can bet your money on doing election time. They start this identity politics, this racism narrative of the right. But they won't call out the people, the racist people, and their own side. And I think it's time for us to start calling them out. So, you know, I, I guess they expected after this incident that I was going to back down. I'm back out in the field. We're going to double down. We're going to be at the debates. Well, I— In the district— yeah, no, no, no. But, you know, you, you don't know that I made an executive decision and I don't want you to get mad at me. I, and I'm saying it publicly because so you were scheduled to go out to Oakland and Berkeley today, right? Yeah. Yeah. I called you the, me out. I no, I did. I called I an audible and I said, no, I want Lawrence to go down to Orlando today. And yeah. and I didn't I didn't tell you, but that was the audible I that I called. Now, what was the reaction in Orlando today to you? Oh, my God. And you're going to see it tonight on the I can't show. wait. These people no, no, no. were loving people, hugging me, telling me how they feel about the country. These are supposed to be the people that are supposed to be the racist crowd, the people that don't like America. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting here with the agents here that are protecting me, and they're not oh, in their head. No, no, no. By the way, t- tell Tim, he's a li- I can't believe that. <laughs> He won't get on the phone. I invited him to be on with you, you know. Right. He, he refuses to do it. He refuses to do it. No, he's my, uh, tell uh, him I, I can't believe that he is wimping out. Tell him I said that. I'll tell him. No, let him hear it now because I'm pissed. He, he's a, he, he doesn't like you wimping out, too. He doesn't like you wimping out. <laughs> he's not going to get on the phone. By the way, he's tried to teach me golf for 10 years, and I still suck. Yeah, you got to get better at that because, nah, you, you know, you may, you may be a good martial artist, but, you know. You no, I'm a great martial that. artist, but don't talk about it because Jim Acosta wants <laughs> to meet me in a schoolyard, and I'm willing to meet him in a schoolyard. 
All right, but I mean, but wait a minute. So now I, I really want to yeah. know this. So you go down to Orlando today. I called the audible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And people know you from the show now. They do. Okay. And on a scale of one to ten, love besides your mom and dad, who I I love the story of your mom and dad. Yeah. Did you ever get in your life more love than you received down in Orlando? And I'm serious. Oh my God. I'm dead serious. I you know I I wouldn't lie. You know, Uh, these people were so loving as well. And and, you know, Sean, you know, we haven't had the opportunity to tell people this, but. I'm a libertarian. You know, I don't agree with everything, but what I respect about your show is you've never forced me to do anything that I don't want to do. You you asked me to cover the facts, bring a, a, a serious report to you, and we air it every single night. And the people respect it. That's all these people want is fair journalism, fair reporting. They, want, they, they don't want to be labeled as hateful people. And I got to tell you, the love here. These people are standing in the rain. They're wrapped around the building, okay? There's only going to be 20,000 people that are going to be able to get in the building. I think the projections are already almost up to 100,000 people trying wow. to get in. So th- th- it's a lot of people here. You know, I, I, I'll tell you why I made the audible, because I get that feedback on you. Now, what people don't know is you're only 26, right? Yeah, yeah, just I mean. For you to have this level, I only started my radio career when I was 27. That's 30 years ago. And I didn't get wow. paid when I started my radio career. And I, my wow. first job paid me 19 grand a year in Huntsville, Alabama. I was so happy to have it. But Bill Donovan, um, you know, and Dave Stone, who I lost as a dear friend. I mean, these people saved my life, changed my life. And then Eric Seidel, Sluggo in Atlanta, gave me another chance. And, you know, I, I never thought I'd be successful ever. I always thought I was doing my last show. I still, in the back of my head, think I'm doing the last show. But I, but I see in you uh, gifts that I never had. I really do. And I just, I'm, I'm so happy for I your success. And I just thought after what happened Saturday, I wanted you to see the other side. And I know you're yeah. a libertarian. And by the way, I'm more libertarian than you think. We we agree on a lot of issues, you know. Oh, uh, a lot of stuff we agree. I don't care. I don't give a flying rip what people do privately. It's none of my business. They really, no. That's how I feel. And I'm, I'm t- I want the country saved. Let me ask a last question. Yeah. You start, you're, you're a student of politics. Yeah. Under Biden-Obama, 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty. You know, sadly, it, it, there were more African American, more minorities disproportionately negatively impacted. Who's done the best under Trump? Who's do, uh, Donald well, Trump has set records for African Americans, Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, women, and, and youth in the workforce. A hundred percent. And then you can even go down to the first step at the criminal justice reform. You got Joe Biden, who was the crime bill guy. Okay. Now you have President Trump that has signed the First Step Act. Uh, look, this president has done a lot, and which is why sometimes I get so frustrated at the White House because they have to message better. Okay, he has the policies to bag it up. He has the numbers to bag it up. Let the president talk to the people. There's a lot of forgotten men and women in the black community as well. And the president went out there and he fought for this. And so allow the president to message to those people. You know, there's a lot of people out here that care about the president, that believe in the president, and believe that he is what's best for Black of America. Well, um, you're going to be you're going to be reporting live from the yeah. event tonight. Uh, tonight. We love you. I'm sorry you went through that, but I'm really happy that that you got all the love you got today, and I'm honored to be your friend. And thank you for what you did. And I'm I just I'm 
angry that happened. And you know we love you, and, and you handled it like a pro. You really did. It was hard. And it's very hard to deal with that. Love you, brother. I appreciate you as always. All right. Tell my you-know-who. Man, I'm gonna never, I'm never letting go of this. Goodbye. All right, quick break. Right back. Vice President Pence next. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Toll free. Telephone number is 941 Sean, you want to be a part of the program? An amazing event is unfolding before our eyes down in Orlando. Now we just spoke to our friend Lawrence Jones. He's down there, and he said there's like a hundred thousand people there already. The arena in Orlando, great place. I think it holds 20,000. That's it. About 150,000 people wanted to be there tonight. Well, we expect the president will announce he is running for a second term. I know we forget. I don't know what this is. We have very short memories. And then maybe, you know, we forget the great blessings that we live in the greatest country God ever gave mankind. That's a fact. And, uh, you know, as my buddy... Barry Farber says there's never been a country in history that has accumulated more power and abused it less than this country. We're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. We're human beings. But I add to that, there's never been a country that has accumulated more power and used it to advance the condition of humanity, not just American citizens, but humanity more than the United States. This country I shudder to think what the world looks like without a strong United States. The world needs us. It's, it's our responsibility. Many have fought, bled, and died for the liberties and freedoms we have every single day. You know, one of the things I hammered home in the 2016 election, what, eight years Biden-Obama, 13 million more Americans on food stamps, Eight million more Americans in poverty, real people, real families, real suffering, disproportionately negatively impacting minorities in America. The lowest labor participation rate since the 70s, the worst recovery since the 40s, the lowest home ownership rate in 51 years, the, 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 the Biden Obama, more debt than all 43 presidents before them combined. And, of course, the only presidency in history never to reach 3% GDP growth in, the, in, in a single year of the presidency. There's not one person in this crazy, radical, Green New Deal, I hate Trump. Joe Biden mentions Donald Trump 76 times one day in Iowa. One day. Donald Trump lives in his head. And what we're seeing is a history in the making and a phenomenon. If you can't play guitar, piano, and sing, how many people are going to line up in these numbers 45, 50 hours before an event begins like has been unfolding in Orlando? One of the people that will be there has been a very big part of all of this success. I've known Mike Pence for so many years. He's a, a human being, a rock he is principled, he is tough, he is, he is strong. Now, by the way, he's more quiet than the president by nature, which <laughs> is interesting to me, but has been a good friend of mine for years. But he's been part of this new winning, this transformation of the country. Mr. Vice President, welcome back to our radio show. <laughs> Sean, it's great to be on. And uh, Thanks for the kind words. And I'll tell you, I'm sitting here in Orlando. I'm at the Amway Center. Uh, we just pulled in, and the atmosphere here 
is absolutely electric. Um, I mean, the, the excitement is building. As you said, people literally have been camping out for a couple of days here. I, I do think the lines are longer here at the Amway Center than they are at Disney World today. <laughs> By the way, I don't know. Did you see last night? Enthusiasm. I know the president can't wait to get here, and, and uh, we just can't wait to get out there and talk about getting four more years of President Donald Trump. I will tell you, I pray, you know, I, and by the way, I really don't have any um, doubts about that. Um, but I will tell you, did you happen to watch Hannity last night? I, know, I would understand if you didn't, because if the president doesn't watch some nights. Oh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Watch front of the so, show. You bet. So did you, it was like I'm looking at the we, we have our reporter down there. And along, Valerie, who's a uh, works locally at Fox 35 in Orlando, wonderful girl, and she's down there, and I'm like, this is like a tailgate party before the Super Bowl, <laughs> and I'm like, why am why didn't I go down and have some you know beer, hot dogs, hang out with everybody? It's like there's not even a Rolling Stones can't get this for crying out loud. Yeah, why is I, there I, this? I, we're, we're, all, we're all wondering why you're not down here. We're all kind of hoping you'd be here. But uh, yeah, I know. I, 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 it's, it's, I actually think they did have a Trump tailgate this morning outside the Amway Center. But, you know, it's all a reflection uh, of the man and the message. And the record. And nobody talks better about this president's record than you have. I just heard you were signing it a couple of minutes ago. And, uh, you know, I, I'm supposed to get up and speak for 10 or 15 minutes this morning and or this afternoon. i got to tell you, this morning we were working on it. It, it is hard to just – and you do this well on your show – it is really hard to summarize everything that this president's been able to accomplish for the American people in the last two and a half years, from rebuilding our military to reviving our economy to unleashing American energy to better fair trade deals, 110 conservatives appointed to our courts. I mean, America standing tall in the world again, standing with our allies, standing up to our enemies. I mean, it's an incredible record. But, you know, as you know, you know the president well. You've known him long. And you and I've, I have known each other. I've, it's and true. People don't understand it. It's just a good start. I mean, for President Trump, it's always it's always out the windshield. It's never in the rearview mirror. He's always about what's next, and that's why tonight's going to be all about how we keep America great, having restored American greatness, how we continue to build on it, and that's going to take four more years of President Donald Trump in the White House. Well, you know, Mr. Vice President, I'm now in 30 years doing this, if you can believe it, and I'm like the the bridge between two generations of Fox, and I'm very grateful we have the number one rated cable news show in the country by far. And Congratulations. Thank, and 618 of the greatest radio stations. Some people might not know. Mike Pence was once a radio talk show host, and he used to talk <laughs> a little more than he does now. Um, but, but you know, I love your quiet stillness that you bring to the table and always honest with the president, and that's an absolute fact. But, you know, I only care about one thing. I care. I, you know, you know my background. My grandparents had no money when they came from Ireland at the turn of the last century. My parents right. grew up dirt poor. My mother's South Bronx. My dad in in Bed Stuy. His he lost his mom complications when he was born. He had a tough life. Um, my mom was a prison guard. Worked double shifts. I can't tell you how many years. Over twenty five years. My dad family court probation. And I grew up in a little Cape Cod house. You know, three older sisters in one bathroom. Uh, don't take it the wrong way, but my definition of hell on earth when you need to go to the bathroom. 
And But I will tell you that we all stand on the shoulders of so many other people. And this That's is something right. that I know you know deeply because I've heard you go on about this. It's so compelling when you do talking about this great experiment, America, and how we now have our challenges and we have our obligations for the next generations. Well, but look, everybody knows your story, but it's it's one of the ways that the president and I connected when we first started talking about doing this together. Um, you know, more than more than uh, two and a half years ago, when he first spoke to me about about being his running mate, and that was, you know, his grandfather immigrated to this country, my grandfather immigrated to this country from Ireland. You know, his dad built a business with his own two hands. My dad built a small business in a small town. I mean, in, 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 for you, Sean, for the president, for me, it's all about the American dream, and it's not a bumper sticker. It's it's what we've lived, and I got to tell you, I think it's what it's what it's what animates this president every day. When he talks about reviving the economy and the economy is booming, he's, he's, I think he's more proud of the fact that, that wages are rising for working Americans at a more rapid rate than in 10 years than anything else, that forgotten men and women of America are forgotten no more. People are beginning to be able to realize their dreams once again. Small business is growing and expanding like it hasn't in decades. And, you know, you, you get lost in some of these statistics, but the reality is the American dream is coming roaring back. It's because you got a president, uh, and, I, and I say very humbly, a vice president and guys like you out there who understand that the American dream is the birthright of every American. And I promise you, the next 503 days, the president and I are going to take that message to the four corners of this country. And I just know that the American people, just like happened in 2016, are going to, are going to say yes to the American dream and yes to a president who believes in the American dream and will fight for it. They're going to say yes to four more years with President Donald Trump. You know, I really believe that. Uh, look, I'll just throw it out as a general question. What do you th- what do you think of the 24 people running for, you know, the nomination? And, you know, I'll let you take it wherever you want to go. I, uh, you know, I, I, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we like all of them. I mean, I mean, really and truly, what you basically got is, I mean, you got that's, Bernie That's Sanders, the greatest well, answer ever. Go ahead. I, I we love all people. of them. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's it's an you know, it's an embarrassment of riches because either you got people that are running as socialists or are sprinting as fast as they can to the left to embrace a socialist agenda, or 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 you got folks that are are saying that's what they're. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, this is going to be such a clear choice. The stakes have never been higher, but the choice has never been clearer. And it's, it's something the president and I are going to say over and over again. Our vision is for more freedom. Their vision is for more government. I mean, the, the, we're about empowering the American people to realize their dreams. They're about empowering bureaucrats and, and growing the size and scope of government and things like Medicare for All and the Green New Deal. So whoever whoever is their standard bearer, we know what they're going to be running on, and it's the same tired, failed, liberal policy of the past. We're going to fight to, to continue to move this country forward on all the policies the president's been advancing. And I, I tell you what, I'm, I, I can't wait to get out there on the campaign. No, I know. You know, the thing that I'm happiest about more than anything else, you know, I, I love the fact that the president never gives up. I, you know, like, for example, <laughs> 
you know, he never get, he does the emergency declaration because he can't get yeah. legislation from the Democrats. They're just full of rage and they want the 500th investigation into their conspiracy theories. And he, he gets it. He gets a court ruling. He gets the money. He gets more than he thought he'd get. And then he says to Mexico, I'm going to put a tariff on you. And guess what? Mexico, he didn't even have some Republicans on his side, and he still won that. And But I'm most happy about energy independence and the fact that we now have the best job market since 1969. I don't even know if right. you were alive in 1969. In 1969, the <laughs> Mets won the right. World Series. Um I, I mean, I, I love that because those are real people having real opportunity right. to really better their lives, which is what I've had happen in my life, and I'm so blessed to have it. Well, that that's exactly right. And it's it's going to be, you know, on, on election night 2016, there whenever it was, 4 in the morning, um, you know, when, when the president-elect stood up and spoke, he said his ambition was to be president for all Americans. And and that's going to be part of what I say tonight. I, I want to I want to I want to say to every American that's looking on from afar that, you know, if you know if you're better off today than you were three years ago, if you, if you like having a president that fights for you every day and will always put America first uh, at home and abroad, then I, I'm going to tell people to join us because there's I mean honestly this is you understood it early on that people around this this. Amway Center today already know it or part of it, but uh, this is not so much a political campaign. This is a movement, and it's yeah. a movement of the American people that knew we could be strong again. They knew we could be prosperous again. They knew we could be safe again, and that's that's what President Trump gave voice to in 2016, and that's the message we're going to carry all the way uh, to the checkered flag on Election Day 2020. You know, people ask me, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you my answer after you tell me yours. What do you, what would you tell people about the president that you would want people to know that you think people don't know? <laughs> well, I what I what I tell people who ask me, you know, sometimes people will say, "What's he really like?" I, I get and the question about me too. Show. What's that? I, mean, I know. I tell people, "You ever watched a rally?" They say, "Yeah," and I say, "That's what he's really like." He is literally the same person in the Oval Office as he'll be at the podium tonight. He speaks to the American people the same way that he speaks to our team, the same way that he speaks to visiting heads of state, the same way that he speaks to members of Congress. What you see is what you get. I think that's the reason why, you know, you saw Mexico step forward as quickly as they did. Now, right now, Mexico is, has done more in the last 10 days to help secure our border than the Democrats in Congress have done in the last 10 years. And I think the reason they responded, because I was in on those negotiations, was because they knew this is a president who says what he means and means what he says. You know, there's no pretense about it. And I think that authenticity is what connected to the American people in 2016. It's connected every day since. And, and I, I believe it's, it's going to carry the day in 2020. I tell people the exact same thing that you do, and I add one thing. I've never met anybody more fearless and more courageous. Look at look at Israel. You know, Golan. Look at the right. capital, Jerusalem. I mean, he will do what he right. promises and fight and fight and fight, and he doesn't care. And I love that about him. And by the way, 
you are right there by his side every day helping him. Mr. Vice President, we'll be watching tonight. By the way, the president will be on with me on Wednesday night. That's why I'm not down there, but don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> okay. Have a great now. We'll be watching and covering it uh, live on Fox News. Mr. Vice President, thank you for helping the people of this country have a better, safer, more secure, stronger economy and jobs and everything else uh we needed this badly thank god and yeah we need four more years thank you sir thank you sean great to be with you and uh thanks thanks for all you do uh for the cause and for the country i I have to tell you we are making america great again coming up next our final news roundup and information overload hour 2 30 a.m we got here this rally is a big one. This is the mother of all rallies tonight. Melania is going to be here. His whole family is going to be here. The first lady, the second lady, Vice President uh, Mike Pence will be here. And it's a big announcement for 2020. I was second in line at the Trump rally in Panama City, and she was like fourth. So we met there. This time in history for our nation is critical because of the shape our country's been in for so long, because of the fact that the politicians have put themselves so far above the people that our nation was about to fail. And if it wasn't for Trump, our nation would have already failed. But we're being attacked in so many different ways. We're all united. I mean, I talk to Democrats. I get along with them. But if you go on, if you watch uh, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, they're just stirring the pot. And he's saving America. He loves this country. He loves us. He loves us like family. And we love him back like family. He wants to save the nation. Trump cares about America. He can't be bought. He's an American. He, he built America. He worked hard. And he's our president. And I'm proud of him. And it's a critical time in history. If we don't all stand up, there's a good chance Lady Liberty won't make it. But that won't ever happen because we got Trump. I like to be up front and close and see him. I usually stand right in front of the podium when he comes out. And they play that song, Lee Greenwood, and the tears, the goosebumps. He's looking at us and he's pointing, he's winking. It's just an amazing feeling to be at a rally. Everybody should come experience a Trump rally. It's amazing feeling. Here, it's great. Everybody's happy they're going to see Trump. We're like the first hundred in line or better. Thank you very much. Everybody's looking out for everybody. He's doing the right thing because he's looking out for the country. He's not looking out for the bureaucrats. He's looking out for us common people that work every day and have to pay the taxes and support all the people that are living off the taxes. And he's looking out for us. From We flew from Boston. We live in Cape Cod. Why'd you come all the way down here for this? Because we're Trumpsters. We love President Trump. I used to wait in line like this and hitchhike to Grateful Dead. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. My eye was there, buttons. Um, you'll have to look at the restroom. I'm just keep turning. Yeah. Because I think they sat on their butt for eight years whining about Obama and then didn't have anything ready to go to correct things. So Trump supporter, but still uh, wanting to hold the Republicans accountable. Absolutely. So the swamp still needs to be. Oh, the swamp needs to be drained. Yes, absolutely. I think Mitch McConnell and. A whole bunch of them are just covering their butts and i um yeah i hope a lot of the republicans i hope new ones get voted in all right that's from the rally i mean it's amazing 40 plus hours earlier somewhat 150,000 people wanting to attend a little more than joe biden's 85 people pretty unbelievable and it's going to be a big party tonight and they're Literally, we're out in a pouring rain in Orlando yesterday. Anyway, glad you're with us. News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, National Press Secretary for the Trump 2020 campaign. 
uh, our friend Jeff Lord, author of Swamp Wars, Donald Trump and the New American Populism versus the Old Order. Uh, he is going to be in a bar drinking during this tonight. I don't know what the <laughs> drinking game is, uh, but uh, welcome both of you. Uh, Kaylee, you're on the ground. You're in Orlando. You're with the crowd. How many people would you estimate are there? Hey, Sean. Yeah, I'm here in the Amway Center now. Uh, it's safe to say there are tens of thousands. There are people everywhere. It started pouring rain. We made an inclement weather announcement. There are people standing out here with their umbrellas as you're hearing thunder, rain pouring down. It's incredible. Uh, this is like excitement like nothing I've ever seen. People camping out for two blocks. Uh, women, they say there aren't female Trump supporters. Guess what? There are uh, black Americans, Hispanic Americans, people everywhere. It is the excitement. You could feel it. Wow. And and how many people would you say overall there already? And how many people were camped out overnight? You know, we don't have an estimate for who's here now, but I would say it's safe to say tens of thousands here now waiting in lines. I'm having a staffer nod to me. Yes, tens of thousands. Last night, uh, I would say there was about uh, three quarters of a mile of people with tents all lined up, uh, sleeping out loud, sleeping out there, ready to go, ready to go for the president in rain. I kid you not, in their tents, in rain. Wow. Unbelievable. Now, is it a party atmosphere? Is it a fun atmosphere? I mean, you get those Florida, you know, late afternoon uh, thunderstorms, but it actually it ends up cooling the place off pretty good and then it stops fairly quickly. Um, now, I assume because you're connected, Kaylee McEnany, and you are the national press, press secretary for Trump 2020 in the reelection campaign, I'm assuming you're going to have a pretty good seat tonight. I will. I will have a very good seat uh, from a skybox here, but I can tell you this, the best seat is surrounded by these amazing supporters. Uh, it's a party atmosphere, exactly like you said. Uh, there's fun. There's music outside. They were just playing Freebird from Leonard Skinner. Uh, and there was none other than Wallman who made an appearance, Sean. You'll remember him in his, his brick wall suit. So a uh, pretty exciting night for us. Wow. And all right. So Jeff Lord, by the way, very early on knew the Trump phenomenon was happening. And thus he had his first best-selling book. Uh, tell us what your plans are tonight because you're cracking me up. I have to work, <laughs> obviously, but go ahead. I, I just knew I had to pass this on to you. Trump supporters here are gathering. They've taken over a tavern here in uh, the little borough of New Cumberland, Pennsylvania. And they are, it's, it's a watch the speech party. And it's, it's gotten so large now that they, they've had to issue tickets to this event. Uh, but believe me, th th this is the central Pennsylvania version of what Kaylee is seeing. I mean, these people are really ginned up about President Trump. And they're going to, you know, turn out and support him. Uh, this is just over the border. One of the sponsors of this is the York Republicans, York County, which is adjacent to us here. And I spoke there a while ago. And before I went down to speak, I, I took a look at the 2016 returns. York County gave Donald Trump 63 percent of the vote and played a real role in carrying Pennsylvania for him. So, in other words, these are the same folks, and they are turning out, and they're getting ready to do it again. Wow, unbelievable. And, you know, when I told you that story that, you know, in Pennsylvania, the jobs are so in abundance that they're literally having job fairs in prison, I, we're, we didn't make that up. That's really happening. Oh, absolutely, it's happening. I, I can't tell you, every time I drive around here, I see now hiring signs. I go into stores, and they're hiring for this, they're hiring for that. It is all over the place. And I, as a matter of fact, I saw a sign just the other day for a job fair around here. 
So absolutely, this is this is a very big deal, and people get it for sure. Well, and I think it's obvious. I mean, again, when you compare and contrast, you know, when you compare, you know, Kaylee, we can look at the size of crowds and you can see enthusiasm. That's what I see. And and this is not just enthusiasm. This is passion. I was kidding around last night with Carl Rove and Ari Fleischer, and I said, you know, I, I, I would think that if Carl Rove played guitar and, you know, like maybe Jimmy Page of Zeppelin and or Jimi Hendrix, and then we had, let's say, Ari Fleischer could play the piano like Elton John and and piano man himself, Billy Joel, and let's say I could sing like Roger Daltrey, um, I don't think we'd have crowds that big waiting for us the night before. I just don't. Yeah, I don't think so. There's been nothing like this in modern political history. I mean, think about this. More than 100,000 RSVPs. That is absolutely incredible. Compare that to Joe Biden's 85-person crowd. And, Sean, you know, these aren't just any people. These are hardworking Americans. I can tell you a veteran who got out of intensive care after two weeks of being in intensive care argued with his doctor. His wife tells the doctor he's got to go. He's got to camp out the night before the Trump rally. Camped out the night before uh, the Trump rally. And he said he's doing that because he picked up the phone, called the VA hotline, uh, and Laura Trump called him back. There's another lady today I met, just got out of the hospital a week ago, coming up in her wheelchair through the rain. Uh, these are people who have passion, exactly like you said. Wow, unbelievable. You know, and look at what Biden, you know, we did see something, and I hate to admit this, whether true or not. I mean, the whole hope and change Obama movement, and, and I tried to be the voice of reason and actually do some real vetting of this guy. Um, but from my perspective, you know, I'm just, you know, blown away by the fact that people don't think this enthusiasm factor matters. And we talked to pollsters yesterday, Jeff Lord on the program, John, Jim McLaughlin and Matt Towery. And they're like, uh, yeah, it matters. Donald Trump does not poll like any other political figure in history. Well, that that's right. I, I was listening yesterday, and and they were they were spot on. I have a column on this at the American Spectator this morning, and and I open it, Sean, with, I mean, here they are trying to project that five hundred some odd days before this election, Donald Trump is going to lose to this, that, or the other Democrat, and I put a link in the very opening of my column to a New York Times story that ran, it was posted at 1020 election morning 2016, and the headline was, Hillary Clinton has an 85% chance of winning the election. Wow. And it, and it cited all these polls, I mean, and they were just totally wrong, and here they go again. Yeah, and here they go again. You know, I think also, too, the president could take a pretty big victory lap here. And I gave out all those statistics in 2016 and and even earlier about how bad the Biden-Obama years were. And, and, and it's really, are you better off than you are four years ago? It comes down to that, the answer. We have the best employment situation in this country since 1969, the biggest tax cuts we've had in history, the single biggest number of of, of instances where deregulation has taken place at an astronomical pace uh we now have literally two million more jobs than we have people on unemployment record low unemployment when you break it down demographically hispanic americans african americans asian americans women in the workplace youth unemployment it's never been better and America's stronger than it's ever been before. So where do you run and say, well, I'm going to I'm I hate Trump or or Joe Biden mentions Trump 76 times in a day. Does that have any impact? 
either one of you? Well, yeah, I, I think it does have an impact. I mean, w- w- one of the things that's going to be key here, if in fact this does turn out to be Joe Biden as the, as the nominee, he is going to have to defend the Obama years, all of it. And he's going to be tagged with it big time. And you can bet that the president, President Trump, will not let him get away with it. Right. No, I know. Well, I don't think so either. I mean, I actually can't. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't think Joe Biden. Maybe I'm wrong, Kaylee. I don't see any energy in him. I don't see any excitement about him. I see that he's he's like trying to get some energy and he's trying to dig down deep, but he just doesn't have it. I don't see that he he has any charisma at all. He has none. And it it was so interesting this week, uh, last week, rather, to watch the two shot of Joe Biden and President Trump. And you have President Trump up there uh, off the cuff, being real, being authentic, being the person who won the presidency because he spoke from the heart. And you have Joe Biden trying to muster enough energy to make it through a primary, staring down at at his sheet as he reads off criticisms of President Trump. He, of course, had 76 of them. He's reading them off of a piece of paper. No energy, no charisma, no passion, and certainly no authenticity. Those were scripted. Those were written. Those were poll tested focus group points, just like Hillary Clinton. Didn't work the first time. Won't work the well, I'll tell you time. what helps, you know, and I got to take a break more with Kaylee McEnany. She's down in Orlando. This is going to be a huge rally tonight. Uh, it starts at eight. I'm sure it'll bleed into my hour at nine on Fox. And of course, we'll have full coverage thereafter. Right as we continue, Kaylee McEnany, the national press secretary, Trump 2020 campaign is down in Orlando. Crowds massive already, and they have been. I want to see what the crowd outside is going to be like tonight. You have well over 100, 150,000 people wanting to go. Uh, people lining up 40 plus hours before the president's announcement tonight. And as uh, Kaylee has been describing, it's also like a fun party atmosphere. It's sort of like a, uh, how do you describe it? Maybe it's sort of like, you know, before a football game and you're, you know, what, what do you call it with the... Um, You're you're out tailgating. Yeah, see, I went to college. Yeah, that's right. This is is the biggest ESPN game day you could imagine. Food trucks outside, live music. Uh, We're about to go live on the president's Facebook. And and look, this is just exciting outside. There's no doubt. It's going to be a party outside. Someone asked me, how long is this tailgate going on? It's called 45 Fest. Uh, It's going all night. I mean, this is the enthusiasm. People are so pumped that President Trump's announcing his re-election. I had one woman tell me, I didn't want to become a U.S. citizen under President Obama. Uh, I changed my mind. I'm a citizen right now. Just got my citizenship thanks to President Trump, and he's out there celebrating. That's awesome. And, you know, so you're going to be drinking. What's your drink of choice, Jeff Lord? Just curious. Oh, I'll have to do the white wine here. I've long ago passed those days, those other days. And you know what we'll do next time, Jeff and Kaylee, is we'll have Sean at the next Trump rally, and he can get up on stage and sing. So then we'll have that. Oh, we we'll have that. We will do it. And you know what he sings best is Charlie Daniels. So as Charlie Daniels yeah, to come to the rally, happen. that's you, not going to happen. If you've ever seen Sean sing, it's it's just a wonder. All right, you know what? This you really would love it. By, by the way, I, she, I saw that performance uh, at a party, as I seem to recall. And I, I think just, you did there, Jeff. Well done, sir. Very well done. Uh, you know, I don't even know what to say here. I got to tell you, you but you know. Anyway, have a good time. We'll be looking for you in the massive crowd indoors, uh, Kaylee McEnany tonight. And Jeff Lord, congrats on the new book, by the way. We have it up on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. Swamp Wars, Donald Trump and the New American Populism versus the Old Order. Uh, both very key, very instrumental, battling back against the media mob. And they, frankly, both deserve medals of freedom that time. 
Thank you, Sean, and I will raise a glass to you and the president and Kaylee and Linda. Sean, I had a group. I had a group of volunteers say last night, "Where's Sean Hannity? He's our hero. We want him here." Yeah, well, Lawrence Jones is down there being a rock star. I don't know if you've caught up with him yet, but he's having the time of his life. Hey, well, they want you, Sean. They want you here. Well, I'm going to be out on the campaign trail. Tell everybody, let not their their little hearts be troubled. They'll they'll be sick of seeing me by the end of the campaign. Uh, all right, it. quick quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue. And on the other side, the great Katie Hopkins and Rose Tennant, all straight ahead. Stand that I and other progressives will face massive attacks from those who attempt to use the word socialism as a slur. But I should also tell you that I have faced and overcome these attacks for decades, and I am not the only one. Now, let us be very clear. While President Trump and his fellow oligarchs attack us for our support of democratic socialism, they don't really oppose all forms of socialism. (laughs) They may hate democratic socialism because it benefits working people, but they absolutely love corporate socialism that enriches Trump and other billionaires. Our job, 75 years later, is to complete what Roosevelt started. And that is why today I am proposing a 21st century economic Bill of Rights. A Bill of Rights that establishes once and for all that every American, regardless of his or her income, is entitled to the right to a decent job that pays a living wage. The right to quality health care. The right to a complete education. The right to affordable housing. The right to a clean environment and the right to a secure retirement. As you know, the taxes in many of those countries are much higher than they are, in the, the individual personal taxes are much higher than they are in the United yeah, States. But I suspect that a lot of people in this country would be delighted to pay more in taxes if they had health, if they had uh, comprehensive health care as a human right. Uh, yeah, okay, 24 now till the top of the uh, hour. Glad you're with us, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Yeah, everything's free. Well, we've tried this everywhere in the world. It never works. It never works. It is the single biggest lie that governments perpetuate, and they literally, every single time it ends up that the the few, the rich, the power-hungry, they use false promises, play on people's fears that everything in their life is going to be handled. They never can ever deliver what they promise, but they do great. That's that. That's how that story would ever end in this country. And meanwhile, we have now for the first time in what forever we're energy independent and which would literally lift the standard of living uh, of every American to levels we'd never dreamed of. If we now produce the energy that we're capable of producing, we are the world's biggest reserves, natural gas, oil, coal. Look at the phenomenon in Pennsylvania. You know, really job fairs in jail because we don't have enough workers. When do you get out? We want to hire you. Uh, I had never heard of that before. So good luck to, you know, creepy, sleepy, crazy Uncle Joe when in Pennsylvania uh, joining us now. It's so great to have her back in studio. I can't believe it. Um, Katie Hopkins from across the pond is visiting 
Well, that means that there's going to be some restaurant bar tonight that is going to be very <laughs> loud with Linda and Katie Hopkins. <laughs> and Rose Tennant, by the way, who is our friend from uh, PA in Pittsburgh and longtime friend of the program. And uh, good to see you all. How uh, how y'all? What are you doing here from across the pond? <laughs> We're going to cause trouble, no, I think. No. Um, I'm here, Sean, uh, causing trouble in the States, as you can rely on me. And those clips that you just played there, I mean, really, we are not all equal. Some people are less deserving than others. We have to accept some people on this planet need to be, you know, introduced to their own reflection in a mirror. These are the sort of people that Bernie Sanders thinks we're equal to. And frankly, we're not. Some people are just stupid. A third of the UK has an IQ less than 80. I am not the same as them and I don't want to be included with them. And these sort of socialists always pull everybody down to the lowest common denominator. And that's not good enough for me. And I find it astounding, Sean, if you don't mind, that the continued failures of socialism are completely ignored, or now it's being replaced by a new narrative. They're calling it democratic socialism. And there's no such thing as democratic socialism. I mean, your first election under democratic socialism will be your last free election. And he knows it, and we know it, but unfortunately, the masses, as Katie just mentioned, do not know it. And when we talk about how this is so appealing to the millennials, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because... Oh, they millennials love it. Everything who don't want any responsibility in the first place, right? Love a government that's going to take all responsibility for everything. What's the best way, the fastest way to turn someone from being a Democrat? You know, ask them to get a job and pay taxes. There you and go. suddenly they wake up and go, oh, it's oh not quite God. as much fun as I thought. But Sean, would you like to be treated under the British National Health Service Socialized oh, Health Care? You mean, oh, you mean well, let me ask you, my British friend. Hello. Yes, hello is that your hello. best British accent? Because the <laughs> gobby bad. one says it's no, terrible. The, the gobby one, the <laughs> yeah. Just, chill out and um you know uh, you know what happens is you have these uh the, the royalty and we is this your they, is this your invitation oh my god so, wow nah, that's so bad <laughs> <laughs> and they curtsy and they, they spot a tea. Oh, Katie, please stop them. Help us. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it, is it well, you trying to do Pakistani? Way, I can't work it out. I, I'm confused. I can do a, be, I can do a better Linda. <laughs> you know, Linda's yeah, you easy to do. You can do Linda really well. Do it. Okay. I can do a better Linda than you. I can do a Linda. Sean, what? No, what are you talking about? Twa- what are you talking Sean? about? For God's sake, this is a load of nonsense. For God's sake, let the women talk. Shut up for what, Sean. What? That. We basically have British Linda in the studio today. <laughs> anyway, Sean, what do you want to say? Earlier. What's your point? Get my, to my it. My point yeah. is, Linda's more like this, though. Sean, how you doing? Uh, listen, we got to go to the callers. We're, <laughs> and I'll say, I'll Linda, where are, where are we broadcasting from? <laughs> Singapore. No, no. Where? where Singapore. We're in Singapore. I'm like, uh, no. Do you know, Sean, they're not allowed chewing gum in Singapore. That's how uh, tight they uh, are in rules. Yeah, you're not allowed e-cigs there either, but we snuck them in. Now that we're out of them, we can, you know, admit there are a whole bunch of jewels in my pocket. Rose Tennant, the voice of reason. Reason. Yes, she is. Now, Rose, (laughs) the thing is, is everybody becomes Linda's best friend, which is really annoying at Ah, uh, here we go. Here go we ahead. Go. Tell tell the world how much you love Linda. I do. I absolutely. There's something about her that is so unique, and you know it, Sean. You just hate yeah, to admit yeah. it. But this girl, she is. Mm-hmm. I, when she's your friend, my God, no one can get in your way, and uh, no one's going to take uh, you down. Excuse okay? me. Thank you, Don't ever end up on her hate list because <laughs> you're going to get a five inch heel on your neck until <laughs> literally it perforates. Listen, these the three women, we arteries. have a rule. We don't do anything half assed. Everything right. is a commitment. Yeah, first. So right. we're consistent. We're, we're consistent <laughs> with our love is. and our hate. She did that without moving her face. She's good. She's good. How many people, by the way, um, how many people, by the way, know that Linda can get really mad and has a hate list? 
everybody. I call her to find out is if somebody news? I'm wondering about news. is on we the have list. A breaking I news sounder her. for no yeah. news. No, this is not breaking news. News now. <laughs> Here's Sean Hannity. Sean, when I want to check someone out, I call Linda first. I'm sorry, I do. I trust her. What I do you mean, it. check them out? What, you know, what do you need to check out? If they're cool, if they're legit, I'll call her. Yeah. And when you're in England, you call Katie. And, and when I'm in England, I'll call Yeah, by Katie. the way, I don't even know what. I've read that you got in serious trouble, and, and I have no idea what it was about. What did you do now? Because I remember years ago I interviewed you, Katie, and you told me, oh, yeah, the British authorities wanted to take my children. I'm like, yes. what? Yes. Yeah, so basically, well, if you speak out against the narrative, I'm sure you don't understand that at Fox, but um, if you speak out against the narrative that you're allowed oh, to no, say. Oh, no, no. I understand it well. Do you? Go ahead. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, it was a little wink and a nod, that one. But um, mm-hmm. if you speak out against the narrative uh, that you're allowed to to say basically the state comes after you and my British government after jihadis tried to behead me for speaking out against certain things that we shan't mention here um, the British government even commissioned a play called The Assassination of Katie Hopkins. I remember that. Yeah so oh they God. really go for you so I'm just generally naughty but the thing I'm in trouble for right this second is that Trump retweeted one of my tweets where I was just explaining Mayor of Londonistan is simply useless so Trump re- retweeted that and of course now everybody's having a complete <laughs> oh. fit in the UK. I'm the worst person on the planet. They're trying to remove my home, my kids, whatever, because Trump agreed with uh, with me once. So yes, that's why I've been naughty now, because I'm a friend of Trump. You know, it, uh, I, what what do you mean by no, what does naughty mean? But you did naughty. mention the National you, Health you, Services. Naughty. Yes, naughty. Yeah, and, by, and she no, supports no. Trump. That's is naughty. Tr- yes, it's is, naughty is, to support Trump any, in the UK. Do you know what it. they did, Sean? Do you know what they what, did? In what the UK? did they do, Katie? Stop speaking you know, Urdu, and just be sensible for a minute, Hannity, for God's, for God's sake. What they did in the UK, and bear in mind, we have to pay for the BBC, our state propaganda agent, right? They took the Trump balloon, they remodeled one, and they put it in the BBC studio. You know, that is the level of disrespect the British government and the state have for the office of the President of the United States. And I cannot tell you how emotional it makes me to be back here, to see your flag flying strong, and to just even to be at the airport and listen to you guys saying, service personnel, you are welcome to board first. We thank you for your service. Yes, you know, it's beautiful. enough. It just set me crying in Newark Airport. I look like the mad woman who's been laughing at the rain. <laughs> it's just an emotional thing for me to be in America. And I can't tell you, your First and Second Amendment, your constitution, your president, there's never been a more important time for you and Trump and the work that you do. I, I genuinely mean that all laughing uh, yeah, aside. Sean, you're awesome. And you know what, Katie, what's interesting too is your country, I mean, it was tyranny that we escaped that and 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 now we find that the horse that you know the, the when horse. tyranny come no, when tyranny comes to america horse. it's going to be riding a horse called freedom or fairness and it's not and pj media has a great article out today that mayor pete wants to free us from freedom my god and that's exactly what it's all about and when so when we see tyranny coming back to america it's going to be riding a horse called fairness and and don't and listen mayor pete he just doesn't tip his hand but he's just as dangerous as bernie sanders we don't have all the sound bites that we have of Bernie Sanders, but Mayor Pete, he just like Obama, he is not going to show his hand. But I think he's even more dangerous. He's as far left as any hardcore socialist out there. I'm just going to say, and, and the I, city I never, he runs, by the way, is a disaster. I never get any points for being straight. Like I'm a straight white. Christian what conservative mother of three. For no, that? Okay, I just like that, some because they get loads of points for being anything <laughs> else. Do. So I'm just going to score right, myself so a 10 for those. I would score you a 10 regardless. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely say she's a 10. Yes. Linda good. agrees. Okay. Sean, do you want to talk Sean? about the health service or not? Or do you want to read health services, yeah, Well, the problem is, is if you need a hip replacement or a, or a knee replacement and, and your life expectancy, you've lived beyond it, they say no. 
Tell me if that's true or false. Absolutely true. Um, You know, a six-month waiting list if you want uh, operation or any kind of procedure. And if you want a new hip now and you're over a certain age, they won't do it because you're not worth it. And they won't help people who are blind to be able to see if you're over the age of 65 because you're not worth it. Mm. That is what you've got coming here with socialized healthcare. People think it's this kind of panacea for health. I tell you, it's wait list, it's queues. Um, And mind you, um, you know, healthcare is not a right. It's a privilege. And it's a privilege that America used to do very well. Well, used to is a good point. You know, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable to me that we want to go, you know, we follow all. how anyone could trust the government. The government's saying everything's going to be free. By the way, you can't get your own health care anymore. We're going to have Medicare for all. And yet Obamacare, keep your doctor, keep your plan, save money. Uh, everybody paid more. Millions lost their doctors and plans. I mean, it, why would anyone have any faith in these idiots in government? I don't know. It's it's so true. You know, what I'd love to see is an advert, a sort of presidential advert where you have juxtaposed against those guys, Bernie and the others, saying free Medicare for all. And then show your border force vans bringing the migrants in in McAllen to the Catholic charities there. You know, free health care for all means free health care for half of South America as well right now. And that's a very dangerous thing for an American taxpayer. Yeah. It is a dangerous thing. You know, I do have, you know, we should really be learning a lot from Great Britain, Rose, don't you think? I mean, they. I oh, think so. I mean, that's that's how this country was established. You could learn a lot from me, Hannity. Yeah. Hopkins could teach Hannity a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, well, Just right, about what, basic what, personal hygiene for starters. What? What? You don't like the way I dress in don't my like t-shirt no. jeans? I think he's no. the best looking guy on radio oh, and, and, the trousers and are getting a little TV. High. The pants no. are getting high. No. Why are you insulting me like this? Oh, my God. I don't know why. I'm just saying you need a lower pant. I'm just saying I want you to have a lower pant. A lower punt? Hmm. A lower what is a lower punt? punt? What does just, that mean? You know, just Punting? Like you mean football. lower on the ankle or lower no, on the hip? No, not lower on the ankle, although that's also true because he well, lifts up higher, the waist. Well, it's higher because that's Are you suggesting bit... that he wears mom pants? I'm saying that as men get older, they typically dye their hair the wrong shade of black and they lift their pants. I've never dyed my hair. I'm just saying, take a stand. I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've never, I've never. You have a high pant. You have a high pant. What does a high pant mean? I think your listeners panting. know. Your I listeners know. They're with me on this, Hannity. What you is it? Listen Linda, Sp- Singapore, Send tell me, what, what is a high pant? <laughs> it just basically is something that happens to men over 50. It's a mom gene. Where like mom essentially gene. Uh, you uh, move things to a certain side to lift your pants a little higher. Okay, oh, slow down, everybody. Slow it? down, everybody. Can I just say something? <laughs> Linda, am I not in the best shape all the years you've known oh, me? Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what we should really talk oh. about is Katie Hopkins' impersonation of you right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, I, I can I, see. I, I, listen, can I, see. I am going to concede this half-hour radio that will go down in history is one of the few I've lost completely control, yeah, any control just of. a little bit. But it's just so funny. Mm-hmm. All right, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News, President's big announcement, Orlando, massive crowds inside and outside the arena. We uh, will have... Full and complete coverage, and our own Lawrence Jones is on the ground. Uh, We'll have him, and the latest, we have breaking news with Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch, if we can get it in, and John Solomon has breaking news. 9 Eastern, Hannity, the president, round two. And we'll see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.